0: Go to a con, get my geeky freak on I like the parties, but I don't like the bathtub beer If there's a fan, I'll chat Cause I will chat because i can handle that I like to pan. Hey, this is Ross Bain, the World Name Public Radio
1: This is RPPR episode 91, Gen Gun, 2013 wrap-up And with me, as always, is Mr. Top Church But also, we have Caleb and Aaron hey, To talk about our... Because, in- the, and, because um,
2: we all traveled there Yes, we all did and We uh, totally did yeah. And also, last year, we said, uh actually we, uh, we said uh, this may been, be our last Gen Con last year we did it 20 oh yeah, yeah. yeah, my yeah guess mind. what mind apocalypse. fuck you apocalypse unless we're all dead and
1: we
3: don't even realize it in which case it's the best
1: best thing ever
4: <laughs> you've listening Necro- to
1: Necro-Jail yeah how do I listen. know
3: I'm real <laughs> I don't want to know <laughs> this is NecroCon or
1: pretend yes we have jumped on the Welcome to Night Vale bandwagon and
2: we, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> I've actually I've signed up to their mailing list I even donated that's very good I bought a t-shirt
1: because that is how I should... And they have it. new bumper stickers now. And, like, you can't wear a T-shirt of your own podcast. It's like a band. Like, if you wear a different podcast Yeah, uh,
2: uh, as I yeah. said in the movie, PCU, like, you're wearing the band of the concert to the concert. Don't be that guy. Yeah.
1: So, anyway... Yeah. Um,
2: First off, we have a
1: bit of news before we get into everything uh, that happened at J-Con. Uh, first off, base raiders, PDF. Uh, I finished the main content of the book. Uh, thank you, Aaron, uh, for that support. <laughs> uh, the main, I, I'm just now proofreading it and uh, doing a couple last things, like designing the character sheet. That might be useful. Uh, so my goal is to get the PDF out to backers on September 10th. In and around that time. So uh that maybe one day Notice either. he didn't say year. Yeah. I <laughs> thanks, K.
4: September tenth.
1: Thanks, Cal. <laughs> thanks for that show of support. Um so the PDF will be once I get the PDF out to you guys, then I'll send it out to the printer and then it's just a matter of mailing and and time. And, yes, and so much time. <laughs> thanks. So uh Because I want to get started on the next Kickstarter, which will be called Tabletop Trophies. And I'll have more of that in the next episode. But just be teased and want things and save money for that. Get
2: those wallets ready.
1: Yeah, get those wallets ready. You're
2: about to cough up some more to your masters. (laughs) (laughs) Buy his stuff.
1: Buy my stuff. Thank you. Uh, Anyway, Caleb, you uh, have some other RPPR-related
4: news. Uh, Yeah, so I spent the majority of my Gen Con recording (laughs) interviews with different game developers because uh, Ross and I are going to spin off a- another podcast called Game Designers Workshop. So I am working on the um, first independent self-contained setting and system uh, of on Games, and I'm calling it Red Markets. And the goal is for the podcast to be educational. So rather than watch me go through the whole process in no transparency at all and then kind of abstract it at the end... You can watch me screw up in real time. (laughs) Um, And so we already did the concept episode. We'll try to post that soon. And then I did um, interviews with, I don't know, I did like 20 hours of interviews. It was nuts. Uh, With all sorts of people who have been way more experienced in the industry than I am, talking to them about it. And so it should be kind of entertaining for those of you that are interested in writing your own games.
2: Glancy gave me some advice on that. Yeah, he actually said, like, first thing you need to know is uh, there is no industry." Yes, he's, I, I, he's like, you "Who know, he said? Who do you think as like a giant of the of the industry, like Wizards of the Coast? You think they're the giants? They're like a dozen guys in one office." Stetweiler said that exact same thing, yeah.
4: and that he, you know, is yeah, um, insanely wealthy. Now,
2: it's
1: spin- this will actually be on the RPPR podcast feed. Uh, I'll create a separate page on the RPPR yeah. site for it. Uh, so it's, it's still
4: are, RPPR it yeah. just has a so
1: this th- will be a monthly <laughs> thing uh, I'll get the concept up in a week or two uh, and we'll just do a monthly thing after that okay. So and
2: I'll be uh, honest like the insult dog trying to bring you down okay
1: well I think the, the, the vagaries of game design itself will do that job <laughs> yes they will
2: yeah. but I need to make you cry oh. watch me fail
3: well no that's what literally the internet's for they will have the hordes of reddit and 4chan yeah. covering over it like ticks on a dog but, so.
4: but anyway yeah. uh, in game design workshop is about complete transparency so one of the things that's going to slow me up and screw me up is that I got good fortune at Gen Con so I'm going to be writing the first uh, campaign book for Better Angels and I am working on that draft now so we'll definitely slow down like, the design of. Literally, today. as
2: we speak, he is working on it right <laughs> now. <laughs> I think that deserves the call. Um,
4: so. Yeah. So yes, it was. It was very good. Uh, and that uh, is uh, a campaign excited. for better. Reasons. Yes, it is a and
1: campaign. And we are play testing. We it are play testing it right recording now, recording it. So that will come up at some point tonight. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Uh, well, the podcast will not come up tonight. It will yes. be far, yeah. far in the future. <laughs> I.
2: I'm a monster, as you are. It will right. probably be released The Neuromancers closer. Wandering the waste will speak highly, highly the, the, the campaign new, will, the will probably be podcast. released
4: closer to yeah. the
2: Kickstarter
4: of the actual book.
3: Yeah. But well, so That's through Dream. so. We realize that we have many hours of chivalry to go through, so we have to yeah, be prioritizing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there are the braces over
2: I finally found that uh, Mortal Kombat arcade controller,
3: okay, so great. I can do that
1: shit. Oh. Right, great, great. Uh, yeah, and also, um, Heaven on Games, uh, as we're, now we're going to go into the news, um, for the Heaven on Games uh, post on Gen Con, you can take a look at that at heavenongames.com, we'll have a link mm-hmm. to that in the show notes, uh, so you can get some of Kale's perspective on it. But yeah, let's talk about uh, Gen Con. So, um, overall, let's just go around the table and give like a broad perspective. Uh, for me, I spent most of my time, I ran two games, I recorded some interviews and po- uh, panels, uh, for both RPPR and the Unspeakable Oath, and then the RPPR meetup, of course. Uh, so that consumed the majority of my time. Uh, Tom, what about you?
2: Mine was mainly spent uh, roaming the dealer room. Yeah. Looking for what you know, new new stuffs up there. Staring in utter fascination at the Palladium booth. I, <laughs> Horrid
1: fascination, or just
2: morbid <laughs> morbid fascination, I, I should say. Um, Insert bad yeah. adjective here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Lovecraftian,
1: <laughs> like you know. Squamous was in there. Yeah, like, you
2: know, talked to Adam got Glancy a lot on yeah. uh, war and possible awesome scenarios. And oh, he's gonna run. Uh, he's gonna run my, the the Divine Fire Libya thing at the uh, whatever the convention, uh, Necronomicon this year. Yes.
3: Uh, yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Uh, so uh, that's cool. And Aaron. Um, mine was a little bit different this year. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't end up running any games, because uh, I was willing to take a break from that. Next year, I probably will do some. Uh, I know, I know, for the podcast. By the uh, way, yeah, um, by the way, uh, yeah, but like, my,
2: well, Legacy name is Grimdark.
3: <laughs> I, we've already been over that, so... I'm, I'm, <laughs> it needs to be said. It will say that. Another argument from the other day. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was act- my activities actually were a little bit different this time. Uh, I ended up assembling a costume and kind of exploring the cosplaying aspect of it, which... I only did one year before. I think it was my second year, but it was just kind of slapping something together for the parade. Uh, this year, I actually took the initiative of creating a, a Proto Man uh, outfit from the Proto Man band, so their variant of that. Uh, which I learned, not a lot of people—it's like <laughs> knows that. I was actually yeah. identified as the Red Ranger half the time when somebody looked at me. I could see that. Um, that yeah, that was part. That was the majority of it. Uh, though before we we get into anything i do actually want to give one shout out to early to the gen con staff because i had a potential crisis issue going into this uh the post office saw fit to send me my receipt but not my badge
2: in an unsealed envelope in an unsealed
3: envelope so I was in mid panic over that. Uh, but thankfully, going to customer service, their first line was God, I hate the postal service. Here you go. Have a good con. So you have gotten somebody to come back regardless. <laughs> All right. So thank uh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Building gotcha, gotcha.
1: up some karma for the next year when they set everyone on fire. Exactly. <laughs> As is to be we didn't know our badges could would combust like that. Anyway. Well, they did in the plastics, though. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Good night, gentlemen. Uh, and then, Caleb, you mentioned a little bit about this, but...
4: Uh, uh, yeah, um, it was a good con. I did a ton of interviews for RPPR and Game Design Workshop. Basically, anybody I found, we did two no. interviews. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that took up a lot of time. I ended up running a Better Angels game because the original GM had a work emergency, so I covered for dream, uh, And that was very fun. Uh, wandered on the dealer's floor. I, I don't know. General impressions I've never seen so many people in one place be so well behaved. Like, that's it, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying the gamer community is not without its faults, but I mean, it is I mean, kind I, of like yeah, a, yeah.
2: i I'll actually notice, like, yeah. you know, like in the the halls, like, it was crowded, but people actually, you know, let you buy. And it wasn't filthy. Yeah. Like, yeah, except yeah, for the, was, pe- the people.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: And Some actually, of them were filthy, but like. Yeah. Like you don't go to a baseball game or anything like that, which is like the only equivalent, and, and see people. So I was alarmed at the politeness, and then people recognized me, and that was bizarre. <laughs> like I was, it was I was grateful, and I enjoyed the conversation, but I was just like, yeah. I wore the shirt you got For me. reals. Oh yeah. yeah, I got a few Tom comments
2: on, on that.
3: that. Yeah, yeah there, there, there's actually something that I, I encountered as well. I was at another booth uh, looking at something, uh, at the bandy jewelry, I think. One and some guy turned to me and said, "You're Aaron, aren't you?" It's like, "Oh, uh, yeah, hi. I guess you just saw my badge." No, I heard your voice. You—it's uh, like I immediately recognized you, which I didn't know how to take that. <laughs> the <That's laughs> funny thing is. Yeah, I think fun- it's happened to all of us. At yeah, least. yeah, the <laughs> funny thing is that the, the meetup when we had a couple of new people in there, uh, they that was actually repeated. People were not talking to each other. That was just repeated yeah. <laughs> immediately. I'm like, oh, God. My yeah, God. yeah
4: I, I should clarify. It's nothing bad. I really enjoyed meeting yeah. and talking to all those people. It's just kind of, you know, well, Yeah, like never saw that coming. Yeah.
1: No, um, it is It is a weird experience the first time it happens. Uh, first couple of times. It's, it's still, ah, uh, hey, cool. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah, there were a couple of shared experiences we all had. Uh, like I mentioned before, we all listened to listen to Night Vale or Welcome to Night Vale yes. on the way up and down. That's as, now, that's my as new as I,
2: that's my new favorite podcast. I remember
1: Kale was like, this better be good, Peyton, you know. Uh, you
2: did build it up for months.
1: For yeah. weeks. For, for about, months. Uh, yeah. Yeah. About. <laughs> and I was right. You, yeah, yeah it, and, 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 right. And You were absolutely right. We listened to twenty-two episodes. <laughs> the first twenty-two episodes of the way up and down. Like it was just quite a few episodes. Um and then we had a couple of shared... Uh, Wednesday night, uh, Scott Glancy uh, ran a game for us. That was recorded. Five yeah. hours of 1919. <laughs> Armored Train. Armored Train, Siberian, Manchurian, Chaos. Chernabog. And, uh, Chernabog. We don't spoil it for us. We started I playing said, in go. hour three. Yeah. We, yeah. Started,
3: <laughs> no, we started rolling...
1: Uh, the first dice was rolling about an hour
2: and a half. All right. I... I, I Took note
3: like. <laughs> because that's what you
2: do. You've been we've
3: been through a lot of these yeah. games. So, so we just need to actually have a timer. To, we did. We did. So, that, we, that's that's what, what we did. Well, I, yeah. I know what we need to do next time we're in yeah. the Glancy game. Yeah. Have the timer going. The minute the first roll goes up, we need to have party poppers and horns and New Year's. and <laughs> no, he will hear this he
1: exactly.
3: That's yeah. <laughs> because Adam Scott Glancy is brilliant. We, we And the best. We, we it love was, it. But it we need to get
4: hell about I learned more about Manchuria than I it. ever did. We did the same thing with our history know courses. I told correct
2: hey, we did like the, we when we did the zeppelin game i learned more about zeppelins in world war one than i would have <laughs> yeah. learned in a college class about zeppelins in world war one
1: <laughs> um so that was a of, we also and then the other shared thing we all did was the rppr meetup uh, oh yeah which uh Friday they get better every year they, they do we get we got some really good i would i do want to mention uh some of our listeners are podcasters themselves uh uh, I don't remember everyone. I do remember the critically dry podcast, which is uh, uh, an in joke from making a GURPS survival check really well. Like <laughs> this tent is critically dry, apparently. Uh, which they don't have a website up yet, but they, they are on uh, iTunes. I want to say hey to you guys. Uh, welcome, like
2: welcome to the war. And
4: uh, I'd I, like no, to I'm plug Fistful
2: of
1: Misanthropes.
4: They've yes. done actual plays of all of the Hebanon games titled. Yeah, and it is fun to watch them. Fight and die. Uh, Reve- their version of Revelations might be my favorite I've heard so far because uh, by the end of it, they just held up at the police station and waited for the end.
1: <laughs> um, um, all right, so uh, yeah, why don't we first get? Of course, th- this is all good and fine. What we did and everything. But the real question is, of course, for our listeners, what loot did we get? Because that, that's the real goal of Gen swag whoop is, is, is loot. And
2: I will say, like when it comes to my sw- to my stuff. Most almost all of it came from the Green Ronin table. Right. I picked the hell I picked up every book in third edition Mutants and Masterminds. <laughs> were, I mean, I first picked up the main book. Right. That was day one, read it, through it, and by the time I was finished, the next day I bought more books. <laughs> and then I read those. And the day after that, I went and bought the rest of them. And each time I got a green a green Ronin twenty sided die. Nice. With my purchase. So I now have three of them.
1: Great, uh, and I know uh, one little mention we talked. Tom and I talked about. This. You know, we previously a couple episodes ago we talked about two old RPG adventures compared and contrast to them. You know, uh, Zombie Town USA yes. and uh, Things all, all Fall Down. Uh, so we're going to do
2: auto do, duel.
1: Do do <laughs> uh, we're going to do an update to that with contemporary scenarios, or like by contemporary I mean written in the last year or so. So uh, I chose. We're going to do one a Trail of Cthulhu adventure written about the Titanic uh from out of space uh, which i read which which you read i haven't yet uh so i can't run it for you at least for you uh but uh and you you mentioned Immune's mastermind yeah right?
2: there's scenarios in several of the books i'm, okay, I'm so going to we'll, choose one of them so that
1: will be a future episode down the line in the next uh, couple months uh, as we'll do that so see how scenario we'll which one
4: has auto tool
1: they, I don't think either of them does. I think this. Yeah, is... Yeah. I refuse to play <laughs>
2: <laughs> because it's. I want Auto Duel on my. Titular. I know. I know. We already we already talked about. I can't get over no how no little way. how little that title of Zombie Town USA actually happened. I know. I know. Jesus, uh, <laughs>
1: you guys should listen to that episode. It was pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> it was totally great. We were totally great. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so,
3: um Aaron, any uh, big uh, pickups? Um uh little more personal this one. I'm actually gonna say I, I was the delinquent one and not purchasing stuff since my funds were no it's this fair, year. Yeah. Um like the main thing I did, I actually helped I did pay into the Kickstarter for Transhuman. Obviously since we have two writers here and also we're playing in it.
2: And the fact that the RPPR group is mentioned in the motherfucking. And, and, and of course, you know,
3: I had to see the pig tips for myself, as always. We yeah, did <laughs> We had a lengthy discussion about pig tips. Yeah, pig tips. Those are the write up and.
1: Plus, uh, <laughs> human people.
3: Which, okay, I, I will have to do It's a lightning rod issue. I'm going to do a digression like in this case. <laughs> I actually saw it beforehand because yeah. I got the PDF yeah. link. And Had just, I not known those were supposed to be breasts, I was just taking those as pieces of like deployable or, or space packages. armor. <laughs> yeah, or, space pouches. Yeah, space pouches.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think your there
2: are space people. pouches have been we're nipples like, showing through okay, but, there.
1: I mean, it's kind of Madonna-esque, but they like, I mean, kind of like, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have taken them. It's
3: post-humanity, man. But yeah, in any case, no, my actual purchases were a little more personal. This one, I ended up finding. I want to say the place was called Bandy Jewelry. Uh, they do kind of fantasy stuff, and for anybody who's read The Wheel of Time, they actually have the Ashaman pins for uh, the Gold Dragon and silver pins. So <laughs> the Silver pin. So from the Wheel of Time, Wheel of Time series, yeah. So, yeah. so if you're like one of the male channelers, that's what they right. designated you as. So, um, oh, pretty. So I ended up buying that because I was to work on that one, and I think the only major the other three things I got were the two later color releases for Scott Pilgrim, since they're putting those out right. in hardback edition. And a five dollar Doctor Who novel that was. Did you get an of, autograph? From? Yes, actually I did, and uh, Thad is to thank for this one. So oh, yeah. Thad showed up for uh, yeah, Saturday. Th- yes, Thad showed up. Oh, he was not there for the meetup. So, uh, but yeah, we spent uh, yeah Thad and I wandered around Sunday before we had to go, and uh, he actually pointed me towards the line where uh, I was able to meet and talk to Peter Davison, the fifth Doctor. So he graciously talked to me. Uh, took my fanboyism. Took a picture with me, which I'll try to post at some point. Sure. And uh, he'll and let me on about my way. Uh, also, actually, I, I take back in the line. If any of you have watched the show Eureka, I got to talk to Neil Gregston, uh, who played Fargo on that series. Very nice guy, and also took our little anecdote about one of the characters. Uh, who was actually in Terminator 2, Judgment Day, dying and then reappearing on Eureka Miles Mysteriously. Dyson. Miles Dyson. Yeah, he played Miles Dyson. Enough. So Fair enough. Being a oh, dork wow. in front of other uh, trans uh, dorks.
1: Caleb, you had some uh, blackouts related to purchasing. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: yeah,
4: well, I got some stuff for free. Uh, I got some review copies, uh, which was very nice. And then I had Hillfolk, Transhuman, and Better Angels, and yeah. Sinner all from Kickstarter. Uh, or yeah. cop contributor copies right. and reviews. Was um, there anyone
2: related to us that didn't get transhuman? I think we all did. Yeah.
4: Uh, I went to the Independent Game Designers Network, yeah. and those guys are pretty cool. They uh, they not only like read each other's work and do like a workshop. They they pool their money to have a single booth and sell all their stuff, uh, which I think is a pretty cool yeah. game uh, and business model. Um, so I got uh, Spark and our last
1: best hope. Call of Cthulhu. Yeah, a Spark like I, okay, our last best hope is like about apocalypse movies and
4: that. Yeah, part. it's about like Armageddon, yeah. Sunshine. So what what's and oh. Call
1: of Cthulhu is called Cthulhu but with cats. Yes, cats uh, are trying to protect humans from yes. the
4: Cthulhu mythos because <laughs> yeah, humans so make we, life comfy.
1: Yes. So what about
4: Spark? Uh Spark is about it's a self-generating like setting. There's no uh it's about coming up in a world with strict social like Norms and then beliefs for your characters in that norm, and then the main mechanic is you have to challenge your character's beliefs so uh, it, there's a bunch of different settings included in the book, but it's it's mainly about you know having those deeply set beliefs being your character and then only being able to move the story forward by challenging no. that and either confirming or changing them so interesting uh, yes yeah, so they're very much into the you know narrativist school of game design and that stuff uh, I went to Pellegrine and I talked to Kenneth Height to ask for an interview and five minutes later he convinced me to buy four books for a total of $95 <laughs> damn your silver devil tongue <laughs> um, I got double tap for Nice Black Agents even though we're probably not going to play that game again because we already campaign. Yep. I own the book for yep. no reason at all uh, Esoterrorists uh, Second I had edition Second edition
1: which just came out
4: uh, which is a very pretty book. I'm, I'm glad I got that. Uh, I got... What else did I get? Um, Final Revelation, uh, which I have read one of those before. Their purest Trail of Cthulhu adventures. Yeah. Uh, I have not had a chance to read them yet, but I've read Watchers in the Sky, which is in there, and they are brutal and terrifying.
1: And you're going to run them. And I might run them. Yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, for uh, I got Esoteric second edition as well. Uh, the main thing is the mechanics are almost entirely identical, the initiative rules have changed, but the main thing is it adds a lot more setting material to it. So, uh, again, the Esoterists basically. Uh, the esoterists are bad guys who want to, want to make magic real uh, and this is like evil dark dark magic the only way the only magic that they actually have is they can summon horrible horrible monsters
2: and they're they're and they this these aren't the Lovecraftian. Really crafting they're more like Clive Barker Yeah stuff they're very like. Clive Barker Yeah I'm if yeah. you're not
4: familiar with esoterists if you thought the amante was bad yeah. like it's nothing but those fucking things (laughs) (laughs) creepy body horror shit from front to back Uh,
1: so basically you're a group of people who like hey we don't want monsters and magic to be real let's kill those terrorists and so uh, yeah that's the, the premise of the setting so the book the second edition the first edition was very thin and like very minimalist uh, the second edition goes a lot more into the background and setting up scenarios and has a campaign model in it. Anyway, so that's the main difference between them. If you, if, if, for those of those of you who are already aware of terrorist, because we've run games of it before. Um, although I kind of don't really... I kind of ignored the setting in most of the ones I've run. <laughs> um, so, was that it or any other major...?
4: Um, we both got since
1: since of the slide of Handman. Hand, uh, uh, yeah.
4: It's a very pretty book. I'm and Ross needs to run it soon so I can actually read it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Uh, Um, we will. I will figure out a way to do that at some point. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, Cards Against Humanity.
2: Oh, God, Jesus Christ.
4: Uh, (laughs) All right, Cards Against Humanity. I I knew I had to get it because like the only people who were talking about it were not like card game people, like just they were just random people I meet in everyday life, and like everyone was talking about it. And
1: it's yes, it is. Quite amusing.
2: I think, Quite amusing. Uh, don't we have a favorite card?
1: There's
3: a bunch of cards. A
2: couple in particular. <laughs> well, I, I think we're talking
3: about. Cards. I think we're talking about the game winner card. Of well, all it time. is
4: apples to apples, but. But it you know, as filthy soul. as you think you are, they have some pretty inventive.
3: <laughs> yeah. Filth oh, should in we those actually cards? tell them the name of the? Winner, don't, don't spoil it for me. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're good.
2: Uh, yeah. But there's like, a couple of cards like I don't care what. Well, they're they're
1: cl- they're they're ranked. They're clearly tiers of cards. There's the the god rank, the ones that are just like <laughs> you win. You play this <laughs> card, and then there's ones that yeah maybe, and there's ones like you're gonna just know. These like, are just throwaway cards. Yeah. yeah. Um, Although some of them can be. It, depending on the context, can be useful because I remember playing one card that was just totally normal, but in the context, it was <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: perfect.
3: Dunno. Yeah, the context is everything. Um, although I do want to point out for what we did when at least the RPPR meetup, um, I did buy another a copy of, of Channel Eight myself. Yeah, Channel Eight. Yeah. Uh, so and because I lost
1: my copy, I don't know what happened.
3: <laughs> yeah, so at least we'll have more games of that in the future. But more importantly, when we did the the meetup. Uh, we actually got Glancy to run a short time before we were run out of the room by some other conference. So, yeah. uh, so we we got. Adam's got Glanty to MC a game of Channel A. Yeah, was, of anime. It was it was pretty. We didn't record it, though. I know. Sorry. Circumstances.
1: But, uh, yeah. So, uh, I got a bunch of uh, games. Some were review copies. Some were from Kickstarter's I backed earlier. Some were just that I bought. So, uh, in no particular order. Uh, Hackmaster, I got the new edition. Both the players got and the monster manual. These are beautiful hardcover books. Uh, like a faux like dragon skin thing on the... Uh, uh, Monster manual. <laughs> they tell full you. It's color. Well, it, yeah, it's it, it kind of. You but, don't know, Ross. Yeah, I don't. Uh, unless dragons are made out of plastic. <laughs> kind <laughs> of. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, they're beautiful books. I will be running it sometime this fall because I, I have a soft spot for Hackmaster. Nights of the Table was the first place I got published in, like, print. It wasn't a PDF thing, so uh, I still read it. So deal with that. Uh, then the Eternal Lies campaign for Trail of Cthulhu. It's a big hardcover campaign that just came out for Trail of Cthulhu. It's got really interesting advice at in the beginning. Like, hey, you can adapt this, like, to run in any order, do, do this. And then they, there's a fucking soundtrack for it that you can download. Like, Ooh. suggestions for when to play what piece of music. Like, when this happens, play this song. When this happens, play this song, like... I'm so glad you got that because, like, I was really torn between that
4: yeah. and Final Revelation, so I'm glad, like, we didn't buy the same one.
1: Yeah. Uh, then Esoterra, Second Edition, like, I bought. Uh, I actually... I didn't technically get this to drink but, like, I realized, like, I, even though I enjoyed 4th Ed, I, I uh, ran 50 sessions of it, um... That I'm not going to be running forth that campaigns anymore because D and D next is going to be coming out. That'll be the next D and D game. So I went to I traded a bunch of my old books in, got picked up a copy of Thirteenth Age in my friendly local game store, Metagame. So Thirteenth uh, Age, kind of. Um Let's see here. You got the best I got Durant from Indie Press Revolution, which is basically Space Australia. Uh, you're a prisoner colonist, and things are bad in Space Australia. Uh, it's a... Con- <laughs> Crikey. Yeah. And so, like, the main... Like, it's a gm GMless game, and uh, but every player is a colonist who has a code. Like, I swear I will never kill a man, or I will never lie to someone I trust, or something like that. And so, like how far do you go before you break your oath and that kind of thing. What will you do to survive or to prosper? Um, I will dominate that game. <laughs> you, It will be interesting to play. I need to finish reading the rules. Uh, Since the like Handman, which I plan to run, the Dreamland's Grimdark campaign for Call of Cthulhu. I'll start reading it. Holy It is pretty Grimdark. <laughs> um, just the opening chapter. Uh, then Better Angels, uh, I picked up a copy of that because they ran a couple games for... Arc Dream uh, Hillfolk Back to Kickstarter I also got Blood on the Snow Which does have Terrible terrible art in it. <laughs> uh, But it's additional expansion And information For running Hillfolk uh, So call Cthulhu Transhuman uh, out of Space Trail of Cthulhu Adventures Including the Repair of Reputation Which is one of the Yellow sign uh, Adventures And on- Ross is happy As a little okay. girl <laughs> uh, it, I had to get that. Um, just
3: had to. The uh, siren call Bill,
1: uh, who, I remember, uh Bill, who did not go to Dragon, gave me money to get the Ghost of Dragonspear Castle, an exclusive D&D next preview adventure. And I flipped through it. It looks uh, pretty uh, interesting. It'll be, uh, I'm hoping he runs it at some point because I'd like to get some more and D&D. Play. Yeah, so I get a uh, chance to put that on the uh, podcast. Um, Dungeon World. Which I don't think uh, I got remember. that as yeah. well. Yeah, uh, and Tom has a copy. I have a
2: homemade copy. Yeah, a homemade
1: copy. Uh, so we'll definitely be playing that. I know people oh, homemade. Um, but
2: yeah, it's actually like, my, my friend. It my friend Andy copy. actually knows the ah, people that made it. Oh, Okay, in Seattle. Okay. Oh, just the print copy. It's
4: a hack of mm. Apocalypse World. Yes. Right?
2: Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you know, one of the reasons I never
1: bought Apocalypse World because the only way you can order a physical copy of it is through the guy who makes it, and apparently he's just like all ship a copy whenever I remember to do that. Like, he doesn't put it up on Amazon or any other place, so he can't just... Seems kind of like a flawed business model. It does... Yeah. It, it may it may do that, but uh, anyway, um, you mentioned center the novel, uh, that's... Uh, uh, and so that, yeah, those are my big uh, gets for the Gen Con. So... Um, yeah, why don't we talk about... So that, that that's our loot. That a lot of these games we are going to be trying to run in the next couple months and posting on RPPR. Uh, I might even do some release where I release a bunch of episodes at once. Uh, we'll just see because I want to get these games... We're not going to make any promises because... Uh, Ken. According to the RPG podcast listener survey, you guys don't have a preferred system. You guys are rebels. You guys will play whatever, whenever. So that makes that's what makes us unique. Yes. Yeah, so we will play more systems and more crazy ass shit. Uh, so hooray for that? Um. So yeah, why don't we talk? Um. Yeah. Just
2: so we sort Hi- of other highlights. Yeah. Other highlights. Yeah. Well, I have to do one that's not gaming related. Okay. Uh, at one point during the con, uh, Glancy's phone. Yeah. Uh, apparently, his battery stopped holding a charge, so he had to go get a new one. Because you know, he's running a booth; he kind of needs his phone. Yeah. But of course, he has an older phone, so the Verizon store in the mall yeah. that's next near the con didn't have one. So we had to, he had to go find a Batteries Plus. And since every, most everyone in his booth flew, yeah, he was hoping to try to find someone who could, had driven, who was working at their booth, but that you know they're working. They, they were well, they were working. So, yeah. I, well, I'm not. I'll take you. So we ended up using using CyQuest activated CyQuest yeah using his GPS tried to f- go out into Greater Indianapolis to find the batteries plus his GPS signal led us to an isolated gun store <laughs> on the outskirts of Indianapolis which was right next to a liquor store and a thrift shop and it was, okay
4: here's the. Thing. You, you're talking about like it's a mistake I think his GPS is like a muse yeah. like it knows where Glancy wants yeah. to go yeah. <laughs> he wants to go to an isolated gun
1: store and liquor store with thrush <laughs> like honestly that's how that's, you start. That's how you equip starting level PCs in modern day <laughs> yeah. right? you get your gun you get your dirty clothes and you get your booze and you're ready to go on a murder <laughs> or a adventure like. So that's yeah. like the worst
3: yeah, that's like almost like the worst Tardis. It takes you where you immediately where you worst want worst Tardis to go. or best. No, because it's launching you need to go, not where you needing to I go. Think, Therefore, the world explodes yeah. because yeah, you're getting stocked up on <laughs> Jack Daniels and shots. So we
2: were gone for nearly an hour, almost two hours, right. trying to find this place. We finally, you know, we finally get it. You know, he, you know, he buys me Popeye's chicken to thank me. It was delicious. <laughs> Quest for <Roy>, Popeyes. <laughs> hey, Popeyes is fucking good. <laughs> All right. Fair. But it was And the whole time We were literally talking about war, World War I World War II Yeah And the Lunacies of the gaming industry Yeah It Up was there. It was It was a, it was a glorious time all right. As we were both going, I was on more of the page We both asked, like, "Is your phone trying to get us raped and killed?" Like, it <laughs> might very well be. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, uh, gracefully segueing, uh, Aaron, uh, why don't you talk to us about cosplay? Oh yeah, that so. something neither none of us really know much.
3: About. Uh, yeah, so uh, it was something. Yeah, I wanted to go ahead and try for the first, uh, at least uh, for the first time, because of course I'm going to dress up at Halloween at any given moment. But right. um, I had never really tried to do. a a semi-professional costume. Uh, so if, yeah, if anybody of our listeners have seen the Proto Man live in concert, uh, you know his the base costume for the Commander when he's in Proto Man is the painted helmet, uh, the shirt, uh, it's like that black cowboy button-up shirt, uh, a buster of his own, and then, I guess, black pants. Well, I didn't, I. it's like, I knew I wouldn't be able to find that cowboy shirt in time or it would be too expensive, so I ended up supplanting it with a, uh, leather a very distressed leather jacket that i found in the thrift store uh my dad actually helped me build the buster arm construct the buster arm and then was I-
2: there a gun store near this thrift shop
3: so i have no idea so no it's it's red rack so no it's not going to be a gun shop on there although there are very scary people that frequent it very often so because like just macklemore
1: fans they're uh, fine
3: not it's macklemore fine. fans it's all fine. It's the fine. time so but in any case uh, so yeah I assembled the costume together uh at least the quick amusing story about that, Uh, since I did not have a tinted visor, I went ahead and had to use a tinting spray on it, which I realized, whoa, this would be great, until, unfortunately, painter's tape actually took it off. So, after getting that together, I managed to figure out a a solution. But, yeah, the costume was great. Um, We... I only plan to be in it in a little bit on two days because, of course, it's all black leather and pants and it's hot as hell. It doesn't breathe. No, it doesn't breathe at all, so... Um, I figured what I would do on Saturday is go early, register, go back, and then maybe wear the costume for a couple hours during the parade and that. Well, uh, I did not pre-register, and they said the judges had to pre-judge my costume to make sure it was decent enough to get in. So, 9.30 in the morning, I trudge on back to the hotel room, put everything else on, go back, and realize it's an hour or two wait before they can even get to me. So I'm wandering the, hall, the halls before that time, getting pictures with other people, very nice, trying to do it, and sweating my ass off in this thing. So It's like a sauna. Yeah, it was a sauna. Uh, so I instead of basically being in there for a couple hours, I was in there for the better part of the day. Um, but the costume parade was interesting. I got to see a lot of different ones. And uh, again, it was interesting the multiples, because uh, I saw multiple Booker DeWitts. I actually was uh, talking to one of the guy, very nice guy, who I have his picture that will go up Good. Uh, when Good. I post everything, um, for that saw multiple different versions of uh, Vocaloids. Uh, Trying to think of anybody else, uh, the anime. Singers. Yeah, the, yeah, the anime singer saw multiple versions of her of their characters. Uh, actually saw if going into Power Rangers, I actually saw a, a T Rex Zord who was. I saw
1: that like tear like I I saw it
3: like he was with the
1: I, I saw Red Ranger. and had a sign like Zord broke, please get help.
3: Yeah, <laughs>
1: Zord broke. Like it. an out of work Power Ranger.
3: <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think it actually helped because I think their costume actually broke just a little bit off to the side, so he's oh, shuffling around it, yeah. with it. So, uh, but uh, yeah, the other thing of the cosplay one is that. Um, it will, hopefully this will appear later on, because I'm going to get a Skype interview with them. Uh, but the winners for this year, uh, which yeah. was a group who did uh, StarCraft Marine and a Ghost units, uh, actually won the overall competition this year. And lo and behold, uh, one of our listeners, who I will not identify for privacy's sake, um, actually came with them. So it was kind of as surprise, like, oh, small world, we're just talking to each other in this one. So... Um, I didn't get the pictures of them because, or footage because we just kept missing each other the entire time. Either we were busy with podcast stuff or they were busy at last minute builds. So. Uh, but hopefully within the next week or so, I will get the interview with them and see if I can get that sure. up on there sure, to can. get the better perspective on people who actually, A, know what the hell they're doing <laughs> with costuming and be a longer perspective of what they've done and ha- the process if anybody else wants to try this because... Overall, it was a lot of fun. Um, I did get several people who over the con who actually recognized it. Uh, during the parade, I heard a guy scream "Hope rides alone" over it, <laughs> which was I, nice. But yeah, most of my reactions were, "Hey, look, it's the Red Power Ranger." This is so, a really
2: good Slender Man costume, too. Uh,
3: there were several, so yeah, although,
2: yeah, some more than one.
3: Although for some, some
2: last year too. It's
1: I will kind but, of an
3: easy costume.
1: But yeah, if you're tall and lanky, It's yeah. a
3: white socket and you're know, yeah, like, I'm done. It can do that. I uh, I hate to say it though because I I really don't want to. Denigrate, but the two laziest ones I saw were the Captain America and the Wonder Woman on stilts, mainly because they took like the cheap store bought coats, yeah, and then they were like, just yeah. on
1: stilts. Yeah. So,
3: did you see those?
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I saw them too.
1: Yeah, yeah so that was it, was kind of, yeah, hmm. Uh, I uh, actually, like, I thought the Wonder Woman was okay. It's kind of a Linda like. No, well, it's like,
2: it's like you know the costumes aren't bad. Just what's with the stilts? Yeah, the stilts.
1: Yeah, kind of a. Uh,
2: They're tr- not really adding it. Like
1: if you were Uncle Sam, and then you'd be like, "No, I'm the DC Uncle Sam from DC Comics." Yeah, so he's getting beat up by a giant evil corrupt lobbyist. Like, oh, that would have been a good thing. Yeah. Because like, um, uh, there was that mini series. Anyways, um, i So overall,
3: it was fun. Yeah, and overall yeah. on though, and actually, I will get yeah, last... your
1: photo taken and, and all that.
3: Oh yeah, with the yeah, yeah. with your Davison and all that. Yeah. Because I didn't realize the process. They Actually, I do have like a professional photo I'll try to scan in that they Great. did for it. Um, but yeah, the last story I'll at least give off of this. Oh, and uh, if you do look on io9, um, there was a group of steampunk ghostbusters who had their own version of the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man Right uh, on io9. They were fantastic. Uh, but in my category that I was put in, which was potluck, since they... They're like well you're kind of a media game character but we don't know where the hell to place you so shove it in and of course they had to put me to like next to the two most perfect doctor doctor tenth doctor and Jack Harkness that ever existed and they kissed on stage so of course they got the reward me immediately yeah um, but the second place guy uh, was this uh, very nice 50 year old guy had been coming to GenCon for a couple of years. This was his first costume. It was a handmade rocketeer outfit, backpack, the helmet, everything. And you could see just the joy in his face when he got the second, uh, the second prize on there, which I thought was awesome. Cool. So, all right. No, I just was amazed by the full community and yeah. the fact that yeah, nobody was really denigrating anybody's costume. Thankfully, they were being really nice about it. Great, great. Um, so, uh, I think probably for a lot of us,
1: I mean, there's, I mean, there are a lot of highlights for this Gen that like, there's just so many good things going on, but um, some of the, uh, there were, yeah, it wasn't perfect, like, there were some, like, uh, kind of annoying things. Uh, for me, one of the, the thing that really drove me nuts was what, they had all these food tricks promising all these tempting, delicious, exotic foods, and then they were just, Overwhelmed like zombies, uh, uh, thousands of gamers like zombies trying to descend upon them. So, the one day I did get a food truck uh, sandwich, which is delicious, by the way. Uh, it was a faux Asian barbecue sandwich, yeah, because I went with you in, literally with 40 that. minutes to get that and uh, waiting in line to get that goddamn sandwich, and yeah, so that was that was kind of annoying. Uh, any other I know, Caleb, you're...
3: you're uh, no, it was uh, Aaron and Shane and, and uh, Greg Stolze. Uh, Greg Stolze, we were all yeah. waiting in line for yeah. that. Although I did get the Bane cosplayer picture out of that, so I... Oh, there. yeah, you hurt. have
2: a, So any other uh, uh, I'm going to give some free uh, advertising to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Okay. Glancy and I went there. Okay. It was... Crazy expensive For two people Yeah It was also We both agreed The best steak We've ever fucking had In our lives Alright Well any, any One yeah. of those steaks That you know Every bite We're like just, I mean Glancy is going like Holy Like this is This, this is unfucking real
1: Right
2: So yeah <laughs> Uh, so, any yeah. you're welcome, foodie
4: slash
1: RPBR
4: demographic. Uh,
1: so the lines at the food truck. Any other uh, lowlights of the con or anything that? You-
4: um, I didn't really realize this until I started reading up on it afterward. Yeah. But crazy racist. Nazi propaganda war booth. Did you guys read about that? I know, L- Blaine? Blaine? I know of the booth, yeah. Is Are you talking about the, I I thought thought the movie war one? movies? Yeah. Uh, well, apparently yeah. they have Nazi propaganda inside, like full-blown, wow. like, Africa Corps, like, wow. all that kind of shit. And then, like, they also have, like, really sexist panties that, yeah. like, they were selling and got, like, sexual harassment charges. I have no idea. Like, I just walked by it every day. I'm like, they just blaring all these war movies. And then I saw the the Samurai trilogy, which is, I've been looking for everywhere. They had a the criterion collection. I'm like, oh my god, because I saw it, it was on the outside of the booth as you were walking by, and it was $95. Wow. And I'm like, and then I started looking at all the other DVDs, and they were just like, like absurdly overpriced. 50-80% markups. And so like it was absurdly overpriced booth that I would normally just adore, but apparently. Sexist Nazis as well, so I didn't.
3: And they were. I Are mean, you sure they were just trying that, to uh, really that was that yeah, right really I, mean, I, I
4: actually bought a. You movie... You can't really be ironic with Nazi propaganda. I, 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 I bought,
3: really a, movie, I I bought, bought a
2: movie. from them two years ago. It was the uh, the, okay. battle, the battleship Yamato movie, the yeah. Japanese one. It was like. 49 bucks.
4: Yeah, they have a lot of rare movies, but it's not worth it, and I don't know what militia my money would go to. <laughs> and so, that's,
1: And that's the other two thing. Two years about later, maybe it's like, you helped support these uh, fertilizer bombs with
3: the IRS. I was like, we'll buy those movies again, well, What see, do you have to say about and, it? And I noticed something weird about that because yeah. passing over it for the last, uh, for the four days, because I, one of the, uh, it's like going near than I was uh, passing by there for, uh, oh, one of the other. Um, anime booths. I was looking yeah. at, um, but yeah, every almost every day there was the same old guy leaning against the trash can, just staring at whatever movie what it, it what was going on. And every time you tried to get around him, yeah. just being politely, he would not move out of your way. Cause especially in costume, when I was wandering around, it was a tight fit. I'm like, oh, excuse me, sir, sorry. His eyes were staring straight forward, and if you move through his vision, it Ralph Road because you were blocking him from his media it was yeah, a little bit off like I didn't go inside so I
4: can't say much but I've read a bunch of blog posts and seen a bunch of pictures about it yeah. and like I don't know Jin Khan
1: yeah.
4: D- let somebody else do that no. <laughs> but, <laughs> like there's better It's actual, first off you could put some actual game stuff there yeah. instead of yeah, a but, Best
1: Buy but I also full do, of Nazis. Yeah, but I also do my <laughs> Nazis. That's like a level of hell something. <laughs> like, it's like, if not just the Nazis, it's like, it's like you have to deal like, with Best Buy's terrible service. Like, also,
4: also I, thankfully, I just, yeah.
1: thankfully gamers are becoming aware
4: that feminism is a thing now <laughs> and that's becoming something moving in the zeitgeist. And as a result of that, I think you're just asking for trouble with crazy rape Nazi <laughs> panties <laughs> on your booth. Like, because... That's not going to make I'm people... Just, come. There were I'm kids seeing, there. Like, that's I true. would not take my kids to... Like, otherwise, I thought it was very family-friendly, family for the most part, with the exception well, yeah. of Booth Babes. Yeah. now that yeah. I can do... I think they should Dude, stop. I that. didn't see that many this year. I didn't, I didn't see that many, but I saw a few, and I'm just like... It It wasn't... I was, like, angry at them. They have a job. Get you a job. But I felt... I, I hate seeing Booth Babes, because it makes... Yeah, it really insults me as a customer. But there were a lot of kids that are having a great
2: time, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some, of them, and, yeah. some of them really, I mean, tiny. Yeah. So maybe don't let the
4: Nazi propaganda end because the kids are having a good time. But, uh, right. And yeah, J-Band yeah. attendance
1: was up to like 49,000. Uh, it 49,000. Yes. I was like 41,000 last year. So, like, they're just growing like a weed. Um, I definitely get your point like I'm sorry I'm just stuck on this image of like a Gustavo office trying to sell me an overpriced monster ATM <laughs> we're,
2: we're <laughs> asking, we're, we're,
1: <laughs> it's good plated. you will buy yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: do you want the Geek Squad protection <laughs> it's like show me your papers <laughs> it's like they will come to your house and they will fix it for you they will fix everything <laughs>
1: uh, did you Jailbreak your iPhone.
4: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's like that is not yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, so Best Buy okay. Fellow Nazis. That's the takeaway wow, of this okay. entire. So. I don't. <laughs> right.
3: i talking to you. Guys. Well, <laughs> I would say yeah. In addition to the Nazis too, just because it goes in the same vein. Any of those, it it's only a few of the anime booths, but I'm still noticing the body the body pillow covers yeah. my. Odd and thankfully, I will say this year is the first year I saw it. There was nobody carrying them around. I I, there probably probably a dozen people there. Somebody was carrying them. Somebody probably was, but I never saw them, and I I thought it was humanity taking a step in the right direction. A lot of peripheral. Probably did you guys see? I forgot what it was. It was called Con
4: Bingo. Yeah. And one of the things you could put was like a guy guy carrying there. body pillow and like trying to pretend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: normal. Um. It's just, I have to buy it here because the shipping charge. Shut up! <laughs> it's ironic! Shut up! It's not ironic. Um, one yours. other, one low light of the con, uh, not really, te- it's not, the con has, has no control over, uh, still annoying as hell, uh, was the Moto... Motorcycle rally. Oh
2: my! Lassie <laughs> was... summed it up best in his
1: post.
4: <laughs> that was the best status update yeah. ever. Jinkad <laughs> 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 day three. Ellipses. Fucking
2: <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking
4: <laughs> motorcycles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Period. Oh.
4: End. <laughs> and, and, was, uh...
2: they, they, they were literally doing the stuff they they parodied in that South Park episode.
1: Yeah. <laughs> actually, that was another
3: awesome experience <laughs> yeah. I forgot on the on Saturday when I was doing the uh, costuming. Is that. Uh, after having lunch with uh, Tad and his brother uh, Tad to Oreo Yama. yeah uh, so from the uh, yeah we oh, have, right, yeah okay. hey, hey Tad nice it's like always good to see you yeah, it's it's yeah we're, we're see private. Um, in any case I went back to the Hyatt bathroom so I could yeah. readjust my costume before walking out again and just as I got the buster arm on this other guy comes in the bathroom says looks at me and says nice day for a ride huh and assuming that in my gear I was getting, I was going to ride on the motorcycle, I turned with the Buster arm and I said, "Well, it's a little bit different." It's yeah. Like, and he, I looked at him. The smile fell from his face. He looked at me and said, oh, you're here for that other thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I, I had to... I you just like, yes. I almost... Uh, I, just on his his I, had
3: to, I had to almost run out of the bathroom because I was starting to laugh.
2: No, Eric, you should He's got a bottle of water. He's taped a little tape sign that says, biker's tears on it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> i your tears no. Your tears are delicious. Nerdy.
3: Oh, God, it was great. I had, uh...
2: And my god yeah, it was it was just nonstop that day. Yeah, well I mean fortunately they're at the circle,
1: which is a mm. couple blocks away from the convention center. So it's really only when you were in that Or looking for somewhere to eat. Yeah, somewhere in that vicinity. So it's not like it it's annoying, <laughs> but you know, there's obviously no... to do. they have their right to yeah. assemble. I'm sure yeah, yeah. nerds oh, yeah, are annoying as shit. Anymore.
2: But we're that's not right. we're not as noisy. We tip better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: at least according to the news. Uh so uh, there's actually a news story like hey Gen yeah. Con's coming to town and yeah, so like, my parents were par- the waitresses saying
2: like yeah gen- the nerds did better than I, the uh, other my, my parents, parents were on vacation on the gulf coast last year and they were talking with a couple from Indianapolis and they said oh well our son goes to a you know like, oh Gen Con oh downtown Indianapolis loves Gen Con they love it because it's it's, it's like, it's, it's, of it's it's like tens it. of thousands of people that are mostly well mannered no. <laughs> and, yeah. t- and you know buy things um
1: yeah so uh... take that, that yeah. bikers, yeah, take that bikers. <laughs> uh, any other little lights? I think. I mean, mostly it's a very positive. Like this was first con. Like I felt that I was at I, sort of
2: optimal. peak efficiency, optimal efficiency. Like normally in
1: the previous years, especially earlier on, I would like there were a lot of dead time. Like I didn't know what to do and I didn't have anything for night. In this case, I felt like I was always doing something or like recovering from the last thing I did. Like <laughs> like walking back and forth with a, uh, a bag full of books or uh, <laughs> uh, getting something to eat. So yeah, it was really. Uh, all uh, very uh, good for me. So, you guys, any other particular things related to Gen kind of stuff? All right, so. Uh, let's talk about the RPBR meetup because that was ridiculously fun. Too. Oh
2: yeah. yeah, they get yeah. better every year.
1: Yeah, I think we're getting. Yeah, our fans are awesome. Everyone who showed up, thank you for showing up. That was you. Were, you were all awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was week. a lot of fun meeting, getting to talk to you guys. Uh, playing uh,
4: cards against humanity. Playing. Well,
1: we played. Yeah, what's the uh, game? So like, like Channel A we played Channel A. Before that, we played Do You Worship Cthulhu? That was the first. Do you worship Cthulhu? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was fun. It. That was a good thing because that could be played with a large group. Yeah. Um, and I went on. For, it took you guys a while to find the uh, the cultists. Like you made some. Bad choices. Like, let's kill that guy. Oh you no! Know, I love. I, I, love, I my theory of cultists all wear hats.
3: Yeah. Was well, it's sound. Well, <laughs> yeah.
1: Empirical evidence disproved that. So,
3: and I love the theory that came up. It's like, oh, because I wore a little bit of a suit and vest when I was there yeah. at the meetup, and immediately went like, oh, kill the best dressed guy. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, you killed the richest guy it's in like, town. <laughs> fuck you. It's like
1: Frank Miller version of. Um, <laughs> What was uh, the movie uh, with Mr. Potter in it? Uh, so,
2: oh, oh uh, Christmas or oh, this. It's a beautiful It's a wonderful life. it's a, wonderful life. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful reference
4: life. with. Yeah, I know. Sorry, but like I
2: could just <laughs>
1: find a ripped version of them kicking down the door, killing Mr. Potter. And, <laughs> and that's kind of what happened to
3: Aaron's character. Hey, and guess yeah, what, so. Jimmy? <laughs> Jimmy Stewart was actually the <laughs> the cultist.
1: So, yeah. But the Channel
2: A game was bananas. Yeah, Channel A again.
1: Uh, we do have an actual play of it up uh, linked on one of our previous episodes. By the way, stand it up. Creamy wins. Yeah. Creamy We're, police. You literally got the same Creamy police twice in two different rounds. Creamy like, police. Uh, there it was, was Creamy
2: that. something something
1: police. It was Creamy No, it was Creamy police. I, I uh, remember that. But then there's uh, somebody else got Noodle Fist, came up twice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Noodle that Fist was, It's Noodle um, Fist. Um. Well, I don't think you guys ever played that with that many people. Before, no, right? no, it took right. a lot longer to yeah. go through it. Um, but it was great. Yeah, no, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, and, and
2: Tad's brother really got into it. Yeah, no, yeah, we, so. we that's like someone I want to role play with.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure we can arrange that over Skype at some point. Yeah. Um, so. So,
2: or one of us can pay money to have him come here.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh,
3: there. Well, that would we'll be you. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and
2: why? Him, just because I suggested and it? And no offense, yes. We're going to bring Tad into this yeah, as well kinda because
3: they're, they they kind of come as a pair. So. Uh-huh. Okay.
4: Again. Not me paying the money.
3: Yeah, that's I true. love the
2: So beat. if I do that, do I get a special prize? Sure. My that's appreciation. There, that's uh, a special. Uh, Give me give me another shot. Finn, my appreciate.
1: <laughs> He's tough bargain.
2: All right, well as long as it's you and Aaron, do <laughs> something know. nice
1: for me. Um, so we uh, uh, so now I guess we talk. We, we can get into the the anecdotes of specific games because there were a lot of games aside from the, the card games. We, oh, we did play Cards Against Humanity uh, at our hotel room uh, <laughs> with that Vicky. Or Thad, and um, that was a lot of fun because again, it's a very dark. Turns out game. Thad was the worst monster. Thad was the worst monster. That was the thing I like about it. Like I dominated early on. I got some good cards, and it was oh god, Ross the monster. But then Thad, I I like stopped getting good cards, and Thad. That won by one card. Yeah, he got ten points. I got nine. You got nine too. You're just as monstrous as I. Well, I've been yeah. H- yeah. Yeah. the the real ones are Caleb and
2: Aaron. That was Ross, the trailing with all. We're I married, think, so. of
1: course. We're <laughs> yes. have to, of course. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, in terms of games, uh, first I think we should talk about the Glantz game because we were all played in that. Uh, I know we mentioned a little bit about it, but I think the single my single favorite part was your double bluff because uh, we're playing basically my of, fast talk scale of
4: twenty five. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it worked. Like the thing is, we were playing Americans trying to get ammo to the Ukrainians, like so we had to go from eat Vladivostok to in the middle of fucking you know Russia, and so it's a long ass train uh, trip. And there are all these dirty, corrupt warlords who are going kind of to try and rob us. So we get stopped by a warlord. And he's drunk. And so you have a chance, a thin chance, to lie your yeah, ass out. I up. was the
4: translator. I think the first thing oh. I said yeah. you were the one who could speak was that we were bringing guns to the front. And so that we really weren't bringing guns to him. <laughs> yeah. But we were bringing guns to him, But I lied said so we are bringing guns to somebody down the line. And yeah. he didn't believe that. He's like, well, the front's right here. We need to take the guns. And so it was just kind of over, and I'm like, well, can I double down? And Glancy's like, what? I was like, I'm like, well, the, the second train is for you. <laughs> and then I roll like a 23 out of 25, and Glancy's just like, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me to my other point. For you power gamers out there yeah. who just want to make the most effective character, fucking lie (laughs) dump everything and lie it's more powerful than any gun ever made like just lie you can get other people to fight for you (laughs) you can just just learn the lesson of politicians everywhere Uh, just lie
3: your way out
2: of every problem i think aaron had a great moment too yeah when he was talking
3: to the japanese officer oh that actually was probably my favorite of uh, of it uh yeah i by uh so yeah, the, tell us the yeah, story. Well, uh, yeah, there's by, imperial Japanese officers. Yeah, in the city we stop at. Yeah, because we're during this time we're supposed to be all allies, but of course each side is. Yes, yeah. yeah, so each side right now is kind of vying still for territory or for resources, and uh, at the stop at the beginning of the game or uh, where we started at, um, a group of Japanese officers came over and one of them pulled the flag off of our train and threw it down, and uh, by divine providence I managed to actually grab the the one, the Lieutenant. So I was in charge. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We, we
2: we, we randomly drew, we randomly drew characters. Yeah.
3: I, I will say this. I jokingly said meat, that's like, hello meat shields. And glancy was looking at me going like, oh shit, this is not going to be bad. Officer attitude. So, but no, I, I was a good Lieutenant. I did not expect anything poor out of my men. Anyway, um, I go up and it's Japanese officers and, and my character is the only one who speaks Japanese of the group and wanting to interject a little bit of realism to it. I walk up and immediately say to this, uh, this officer, by Oxymus Nanji and immediately, immediately, Glancy, goes, no, no, we're not having any of that. <laughs> what realism? No, no, we're pretending to speak Japanese. If you have any of that, if you have any actual knowledge of it, that's not coming into here. Okay, nothing that,
2: mei- that moon talk. Well, he can talk. He,
3: he can spend all of his time researching like every blade of grass
4: in Manchuria, <laughs> yeah. or he can spend his time learning like four languages to run a game. So yeah.
1: Russian, Japanese, yeah, yeah. Which he's, is, he's got a finite amount
3: of processing. Power, yeah, I do love the fact even that even though it's time, more than. Yeah, for the rest of the game, anytime one of us did bring up another language, it was suddenly no, 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 not accepting that. Yeah, I don't think any of us.
1: Yeah, so uh, I liked also that your, what your character did, like, oh, we're out of the, the, the. I'm going to go out at night to investigate the weird thing by myself, which actually. <laughs> can putting his the but I thought it was very officerly, lead by example. And exactly. Fortunately, your character did not meet a horrible death at that point. So no, but I I was, it was I, I like it. we don't I don't get into too yeah, specific.
2: I, I I played the marksman and actually didn't get to do much marksming. Well, yeah, there was
1: there was not a lot of rolling on this campaign because yeah. we, we were literally on rails. Like <laughs> you can't we we were literally railroaded in the scenario. Like that's just the structure of it because. We're on a train, um, but you did you did get to shoot some guys, or
3: you did get to no, shoot? yeah, no, I don't believe I did. Yeah, you
1: shot you shot a weapon out of a dude's head because you and I,
2: I scored a total crit on that.
3: Yeah. And I will say there is also Terry and the grenade run. So. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the other player in there he is like Glancy in that uh, Terry from Dagan Industries, and he is quite the expert when it comes to military matters. <laughs> we'll leave it to that. I don't want to spoil it for the because we will have the actual play up uh, that reminds me Glancy is going to be doing a Horrors of War Kickstarter uh, the scenarios are Which actually going played to be pre- almost
2: all the scenarios you we've know, played
1: for. quite a few well there's like eight of them and I don't know if we've played all of them but most well, of them some of them because um, they're breaking up into two books like first book is 200,000 words and they're going to do a Jesus. Kickstarter for it but they're going to try and get it out by next year August 14th which is the uh, which is yeah, the yeah. the anniversary uh, of the start yeah, yeah. of World
2: War One, uh, the guns so, of August so there won't
1: be any stretch goals for this because he just wants to get the fucking book out because it's done it's just pay for art and printing and all that shit so hooray for that uh, and I actually shot the video for that Kickstarter yeah. I gave it to him uh, so keep an eye out on that uh, at some point in the next couple months, uh, he's in Necronomicon right now as we're recording this, so I he's not going to get any. I've
2: stayed in that hotel, by the way. It's fucking awesome.
1: Uh, very good. Yeah, uh,
2: and then, so, well, speaking
1: speaking of Glancy, uh, I ran. We, well, one thing, we, Delta Green, uh, Delta Green Kickstarter will be coming up in the next couple months. Uh, oh, yeah. I pan- wanted so bad. I recorded the panel. Uh, there was some background noise from the projector, so but I did send that to Shane, so that should be up on the Unspeakable Oath at some point. Uh, or the sweet podcast uh, but the main point is the Delta greens got new rules they've got uh, they've updated the setting the time and frame. the time frame and there's unofficial and unofficial Delta greens now and um, they're' It's going to be great. So, I ran Delta Green this year at Gen Con uh, for six players, three of which who were our PPR listeners, and I, can't remember, I can only remember the name Kevin from Canada, thank you for showing up, and the other two guys, thank you for showing up, uh, being great players, and I ran basically Operation Eyes Down, which is on the actual play podcast, all you guys played in it, um, I believe, um, and the, originally that had the traitor in it, the the cult, the the friendly who turned out to be a cultist, which Kayla played. I didn't do that for, I changed it so there's just six Delta Green agents, I think, the the, the Delta Green friendly was a uh, Delta Green was an NPC so he was still a trader cultist but he was an NPC and so I give them a green box I actually came up with a new rule for the green boxes uh, inspired by Knight's Black Agent uh, I basically said the Delta Green green box had a preparedness of 65% every time you, you made a check to see if something was there it went down so it's depreciating resources, resource but they, for whatever equipment they wanted they go to the green box and see if they wanted so they spent the first half hour looking around the green box I described some things some players see something weird and immediately like oh I keep looking at it and <laughs> yeah alright I'm gonna lick it <laughs> yeah so like I, making sand checks before they even started the movie adventure movie. and I started giving I started, I just make up on the spot uh, a subplot about him being contacted by the fate uh, from Delta Green uh, which didn't come into play because I forgot about it because there were too many moving parts in that scenario with six players in it but it was a lot of fun so they're already making sand checks right out the gate and so the, their, their basic mission is go to this abandoned town, check out, find out what this company is doing. They're supposed to be doing super fun toxic uh, uh, toxic waste cleanup of this town that was used to be a lead mining town. And but they're doing they're digging up something. What are they digging up? Um, and so they're the friendly supposed to lead them and knows the area really well. So the the players have the number of the, the of a burner that the friendly has, so they can contact them tell them where and when they want to meet him however they want there's a there's a challenge and authenticate response so they know it's the right guy and so what do they choose to do? oh, we'll just have him meet him at the football field. It's a small town we're going to investigate. It's a small town. Like, it's not very large. And then when you okay, when I, I just put, I know this is a terrible idea, but I'm like, all right, yeah, when do you want to meet him? How about 10 in the morning? We'll just meet him in the morning. We'll just, and you can walk us through. Like, the company's in there. There isn't, there's a, that's the people they're supposed to find out. So like, all right, fine. They go in, They they decide to, not drive in they, they decide to sneak in on foot fortunately sniper sees a guard and then radios the other players the players are like oh well that's weird let's sneak into the football field and uh, they do this and then the guards they, they see a guy they, oh he's wearing the company uniform BioDrive Solutions maybe that's our informant <laughs> <laughs> and so, let's go up and talk to him. And so they go. Uh, hey, uh, what's up? Uh, I like to go on the beach. And the the guy's supposed to say, "Yes, I collect driftwood on the beach because his code name was Driftwood." The guy says. Yeah, hey, do you want to talk to my manager? Come on, let's just go to the company office <laughs> over here. And he reaches for his radios. So he's like, oh, shit, that's not the informant. Let's just shoot him with our unsilenced firearms. <laughs> <laughs> Player characters. Player <laughs> characters. <laughs> and, and so they shoot him. He starts running away because they don't get a kill shot on him because they're just equipped with pistols. And he starts running away. The, the informant fortunately saves the day because he has a crossbow and shoots him in the head. Um, and the informant's like, "Oh, hey, and gives it gives us the right channels." Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> like, we're playing. We're, we're player characters. The guards, strangely, <laughs> I gu- am in a covert organization. <laughs> <laughs> so the guards start coming in. So there's just a two hour gunfight between the other four guards and the player characters, and they wind up. Several player characters are severely wounded. No one's killed. They kill the guards, and then like. Uh, Shit! What do we do now? Let's just go in the office, grab what we can, and leave. No! Let's go now! Let's go now! So they go into the offices, which are these trailers, and um, then bad things start. Even worse things start happening. <laughs> the The informant disappears. He decides, "Fuck it! I'll just start killing the characters." And everyone gets away because they literally just grab a few things and uh, hotwire a truck and just drive off. Like they're in like the entire thing. Snare takes place in like fifteen minutes, <laughs> but like. <laughs> One player says, oh, there's a cargo container Fill of artifacts they've been digging up I'm going to go in and look around Oh, there's a tripwire claymore? I'll just step over it. It'll be fine <laughs> And so he, he he gets left behind <laughs> And uh, so that's the hysteria I just love the idea, though, that the player characters Basically uh, Were totally uh, Like, oh, we'll do it Secret organization? Like, no Yeah <laughs> Operational security, <laughs> meet them in a secure area. <laughs> now nah, it'll be fine. Like not even meeting them at the Waffle House down the fucking road. Let's let's do it <laughs> in the place we're <laughs> So, anyways, I had a great time with the six players who were there. Thank you for showing up. You're a great group. Uh, some great role playing Not the best tactical <laughs> sense, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, Caleb, you ran better angels, and your players had a similar tactical acumen.
4: Uh, well, I mean, it worked. Yeah. it just it had a funny side effect. So yeah. they they actually had some pretty good plans. Uh, but there's a power in better angels called Darkness Shrouded, uh, which you have to ask your demon to turn on. But she had a very nice demon, so it kept on turning it on. Yeah, she was a tennis-themed supervillain, uh, and there were other themed supervillains. There was like a gigantic monster man. <laughs> there was a guy who shot lasers out of his eyes. Uh, there was Doctor Pimp, who was a you know hyper eloquent pimp. <laughs> I can't read um, baseball. And so. They would do super villainous things, and without going too far in the plot, yeah, they would do super villainous things, but she would always turn on Darkness Shrouded, which is this, you know, sentient, swirling cloud of darkness that hides you, and it gives everyone who's inside of it a big bonus to not being hit with, like, bullets and stuff. So um, they're doing all these super villainous things and, like, calling the police and the news fans to like make all these you know demands and things like this and then they realize like by the end of the scenario that the police think it's just a cloud of darkness <laughs> that can shoot lasers out of it for some reason throws tennis balls at people because she was a tennis villain um, is hyper eloquent and occasionally like we'll throw a car or a or like a park bench from it. Like it's just this And beautiful, right? Of... Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, one of the Impossible beauty. So it's this beautiful swirling cloud of darkness that like would extend a pimp hat for money and was uh, shooting lasers and throwing things and was really eloquent. Do you realize that they actually
3: created a variant of the glowing cloud? No, yeah, it was. Ball.
4: It was like, it was like oh, weird okay. fiction yeah. stuff. And, and like, by the end of it, I think they were like, kind of feeling their way through the system, but by the time I mentioned the fact that they weren't four supervillains, they'd convince everyone they were a single cloud <laughs> of, of weird powers. <laughs> they were really getting into it and like <laughs> emphasizing the cloud like the the impossibly beautiful one at the they fought a SWAT team at the end and he was like Whispering to the to the members of the SWAT team out of the cloud because he didn't have any combat power. He's just like, you're going to die. <laughs> and like, the cloud's like shooting lasers and the strong guys like reaching and dragging people into the cloud. <laughs> and the tennis person's just throwing tennis balls as the SWAT guys are just like opening up on it. It was pretty funny.
1: That actually is pretty brilliant. First, is. Time,
4: first time I've seen that happen in better days
1: You've so. seen everything that happens about our angels the first time. Like, there's no repeat so far. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. In the play, it get, it's get. pretty
4: effing bizarre. Yeah, but I love it. <laughs> it is
1: <a> great system. <laughs> um, I think. Yeah. Wow. Uh, there was one other game I ran, which was Dirty World. And speaking of RPG, Schizophrenia. Uh, <laughs> as we were mixing and matching everything, uh, I played just a scenario called Doctor Novas. Uh, going Away Party. Uh, it's set in the world of Eclipse Phase uh, on Mars, but using Dirty World Mechanics. And uh, originally the playtest that I've recorded for the RPPR group uh Hat was kind of an homage to Willy Wonka. It was Willy Wonka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. So
4: it was a Dirty World of the Eclipse phase with Willy Wonka.
1: Yeah, I did I cha- I did. Re- I did tone down the Willy Wonka part of it. And like, we
4: need to adjust Ross's minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, but it worked really well. I had four-player tests or showed up. It was doing it on Thursday morning at 9 in the morning, so I think some of the players just weren't awake or couldn't mm-hmm. get their badge because, like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. Um, there was a there was a line for will call like uh, especially on Thursday morning, um, but the players went through it and I for- made it just like PvP like the players are just arguing and trading jabs at each other and uh, the players had a lot of fun and uh, so there's there's no one really standout moment because and i even were it kind of all players together in my head but everyone had fun uh, the I changed the background of the characters uh, for it so that they were uh i changed your secrets i based them on your player characters but like mm-hmm. uh, they were more um uh, the secrets are more in line with the system everybody had leverage over everyone else okay. everybody had a three point secret because uh, that's <laughs> nice. it yeah because again you're all rich evil people well rich decadent people so uh, it worked out and then the anarchist spy uh, who had killed the media celebrity and was impersonating her won and uh, took over <laughs> the arc ship for the anarchists uh, so that was how that wound up so it
3: becomes like the new flagships for the R-Stars our destination yeah, something like that I
1: don't know if they're going off to the uh, the, the new solar system On their own or uh, not, it's just kind of a a thing. Um, So I think, yeah. Any any lessons learned about going to Gen Con? Uh, I know that you know for me. one thing is just prioritizing, realizing if you if you don't have it in schedule, if you know you're not gonna if there's things you know you want to do that you have to do or that that you're just gonna do them, every you're not gonna do anything else. You're just not gonna have time or energy to do anything other than the must haves. You know? Yeah. Like for me, it seemed like like although well there were some things I got incidentally. Like I managed to get Sandy Peterson, the guy agreed to call Cthulhu. I had him sign my copy of call Cthulhu, uh, and I got an update about his Cthulhu Wars uh, Kickstarter project, which is a big board mini game. Those figurines. Are so awesome looking. Yes, uh, Tom and I backed that, uh, <laughs> and that was like it, they look cool in the Kickstarter, but when you actually, Caleb was ripped. Like he has a six pack of abs in that, like, <laughs> and he is like looking pretty. Boss. They're just really hyper detailed, yeah. and also like export. scary. Like yeah, they're no, really they're really, some they're really some gross so looking. yeah. So I got a brief update about the the status of the Kickstarter that's on the YouTube. Um, we got some more video. I know Aaron shot some cosplayers.
3: Uh, yeah, I do have a little bit of I took pictures that came from that. And well, I do video, yeah. and pictures. So hopefully I'll be able to compile that into something of a slideshow that I'm uh, going to try to uh, put with the Skype. Well, what about yeah. the
1: video that you shot? Because I know you shot some.
3: Yeah, I shot just a little bit on there. I didn't get a lot of it just because it was... Uh, unfortunately, I will say it was just a lot of bad angles. I... Okay. really get a lot. So, I've uh, seen movies shot like that. So, uh, well, just trying to get it. I tried to get one of, I think, of the Ghostbuster, the steampunk Ghostbuster okay. group. But of course, it was trying to get around everybody. So, um,
1: um, oh, one thing I want to mention, I did shoot a two-hour workshop of Shadowrun Returns, their level editor, like a one one how to how to use this. And I shot both the live action video of it and the... I got them to record it onto Camtasia, which is a screencasting software, and I got the demo of it so I can export it into Premiere and edit it. And uh, so I'll be making a two-hour video (laughs) of how to run Shadowrun Return, or how to mess around with the level editor and that, uh, which is really cool. And uh, so look forward to that. And... Yeah, if you want to edit the video and put it up on RPBR, if I can if you don't want to let me to. Oh, no, it, I can edit
3: it, yeah, if you just uh, export it to me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Talk, uh, Yeah, it's, it shouldn't uh, be that much. Um, and and the then, home. yeah.
2: I? Any <laughs> other
1: lessons learned, Tom, for Gen Con?
3: or
2: man. go with the Hilton Indianapolis. The rooms are actually spacious enough to. Yeah, agree. the Hilton is really good, and they have enough elevators. Yeah, they, they, they yes. have an overabundance of elevators. <laughs> which no, is great. they
4: have just enough elevators, <laughs> and they're fast. <laughs> Two with one broken for a 19 floor building is not enough.
2: You're talking about the Hyatt, yeah? Oh, no, God. that was a no. That's a it's a 23 story building. With four elevators, okay. and one was broken down. And also, okay. we didn't I'm have sorry. to pay for the Wi-Fi. It so. sucked. Yeah. yeah, the
1: Wi-Fi was free too. Yeah, okay. I actually didn't even use the Wi-Fi because I, I stayed home, so I had plenty. Yeah, and four G over the phone. Like, and and,
2: and phone also, out. unlike yeah. the unlike the Hyatt, the breakfast we actually got breakfast vouchers. You, yeah, you have to pay for all breakfasts.
1: Um, um, so yeah, any other? So any lessons learned?
3: Uh, yeah, but again, research at, your hotels
2: first
1: yeah, of all. Yeah,
3: uh, yeah, definitely try to plan out your ER activities, especially if unknown issues come up. Particularly like my yeah. badge thing, uh, which thankfully again was revolved. Thank you, Gen Con LLC. I
1: mean, but, for me, like you have ideas for like backups if something falls through. But like yeah. for me, like the main thing, I got everything that I knew I absolutely wanted. And I did get a couple of things. Like, Caleb told me about that history workshop, History and Gaming, with Kenneth Hyde, Keith Baker, uh, a couple other game designers. Uh, so I recorded... So there were some... So so I did get some incidental stuff that I didn't plan for, but, like, you're just not... You're not going <laughs> to get a lot of it. You're not going to get a lot of that incidental stuff. Yeah,
3: because you're set to space it down from there. Um, I will say, at least, again, on the cosplaying one, from now experience, uh, cooling is the issue, especially if you're you having on layers... Yeah, yeah, for your costume. So, uh, yeah, for future reference, figure out a way to cool yourself down.
2: David suggested, you know, putting, slipping in some ice packs. Which, yeah,
3: that's that's a possible ability on there. Although it does kind of bring up the problem. If you have something that's kind of weight or it's skin tight to you, you don't want to have bulges Mm. coming out. Bring your own food.
1: Bring your, yeah, we almost brought too much. Yeah, bring snacks, at least something. Especially if you're doing stuff in the morning, you don't have time to get breakfast. Bring some granola bars or something, so you don't like eat eat. Take care of yourself while you're going to this because it's a lot of your. You'll you know,
2: actually be burning some
1: calories. You'll be burning calories. Well, you're also you want to keep your don't want to be like totally just burn out because your immune system will be weak, and then there's thousands of people you're around that who knows what you could you know you don't get catch con crud or whatever. Yeah, well. uh, which so, brings
3: up the other big thing, and I I know this is almost a. You shouldn't even have to say this, but uh, we do it on a regular basis. Please bathe on a regular basis while you're at Gen Con. Bring, yeah, bring a new change of clothes for every day of the con. Exactly. Like, don't, yeah. I actually
1: brought
2: two extra yeah.
1: just in case. Yeah, bring extra too. Because like, you, you never know if you've are like you spilled food on yourself or something. But exactly, yeah. yeah just bring clean clothes for every day because you're not going to get it
2: cl- hydrate. washed. Hydrate.
1: Yeah, hydrate. Uh, so, um, yeah, Caleb, any other lessons you learned from this con?
4: Oh, man, I don't know. Uh, it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun Go if you can Yeah, go if you can it's, it's, That's it uh, I, I enjoyed it I don't feel like I made like any jin
1: con mistakes Yeah To learn from Alright, so, fair yeah. enough uh, Nothing you'd
2: change You'd kind of take follow-ups. No,
1: it, I thought it went really well Okay um,
2: anything else to mention about Jincon? Uh, Indian food in Indianapolis is really good.
1: Yeah, Indian food. Yeah, it is good. Caleb uh, okay, and I went to, uh, or yeah, you were. I was you, there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, you were there too. Uh, for the India Garden. Yeah, India Garden is a little ways out, and it's really delicious. Uh, and
2: I and I love that group we were with. Just the conversation going around the table. For lot of it, I just kept my mouth shut and just oh, listened. Oh yeah, yeah. Kennethite and Robin Laws
1: know more than you about everything.
2: They they <laughs> are yeah.
1: Uh, yeah,
2: there's our philosopher kings yeah. of the game. There's one guy from London who was like, I'm getting shit from him, I've never heard. And, oh, yeah, Adam Crossingham, mm-hmm.
1: I believe. Uh, he, he did a lot of the Delta Green Vietnam.
2: And every once in a while, I could actually throw seal. something in that was relevant, yeah, and it, it felt so good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm contributing, I'm part of this, anyways. <laughs> even though we you can can I hang fun. out with you guys? Well, you we have to go to a large city town, Chicago or London or something, so yeah, I'd have to travel like yeah. I'm doing, yeah, all right, fair enough. So and
2: um, also, no matter how delicious it might seem, don't go to White Castle. I think we made that decision, and it was the right one.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah. Don't don't take. Be aware of what food you're eating if you're going to be in an enclosed space with a lot of people (laughs) or, or your friends. Uh, for a long period of time,
2: I think. Otherwise, awesome. you're going to be playing diplomacy from your butt and <laughs> <laughs> getting rid of friends, and no one wins. It's,
1: <laughs> no. it's not diplomacy; it's mutually assured destruction. <laughs> like that's all there is. Uh, we, I we, think. I mean, how can we end? We <laughs> have to end there. Oh, yeah, diplomatic that, that's that's yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Bye. All right, see ya. I think we'll see you guys next time. That is RVPR. <laughs>
0: Go to a con. Get my geeky freak on. I like the parties, but I don't like the bathtub beer. If there's a fan, I'll chat, cause I can handle that. I like to panel, but I don't like to volunteer. Like science fiction and magic. Stories, comic and tragic. Don't like the slash fic, but I do like the cyberpunk. I'm always happy I came, but I forget your name. And I like the game, but I don't like the gamer funk. Hey, you know what I'm talking about. I love the people who think, but hey, Professor Frank, you kinda stinkin', I'm a bit overpowered. It's cool you're good at math, you're not as good at bath. Are you a sociopath? Just take a shower. Yeah, that's the game room in there, in desperate need of some air. Bring in some fans, but it's the fans who are sour. They're playing ogres and trolls, but they're too into their roles. They're eating holes in the wall with the gamer funk. Oh, it won't count. I got a few. The only prescription is to breathe. Olfactory air is unsatisfactory there Cause I can smell you and I just gotta tell you Hygiene products are not going to hurt you Burt's Bees is a brand name It contains no actual bees Tiger Bomb is not a bomb. Lava Soap is not lava Stop pretending it is One time I left a home huh? A pumpkin pie in my trunk It really stunk But it was not like the gamer funk With all that time you sunk Into your level 10 monk you could have taken a damp cloth to your junk It's like you took a dunk in boiled cabbage and skunk And my face looks like the scream by Edvard Munch One time I gamed with these punks They smelled so bad I blew chunks Yeah, I was drunk, but I can still blame the gamer funk Aren't you glad you used dial? you wish gen con did so while you're playing that elf take better care of yourself think of your health if not the rules of civility these are my people in here but on the final frontier washing your rear is still your responsibility maybe i can't reach a geek who doesn't faith in a week and this critique is just weak futility so if I go to a con that smells like Azerbaijan, well, then I'm gone because I don't like the gamer funk. Whoa, it's a little gamey in here. Don't like the gamer funk. Who farted? Who didn't? I do not like the gamer funk. Whoa.